There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of season one of Deadly Class. Woo! Oh my gosh. That was okay. an insane episode. Uh, so much happened, and now we definitely know Gao is not the same person. Right. So that that was a shocker, too, who Gao is. Yes. All right. So I, I want to run off and do all this. But before we get there, let's talk about ratings. All right. Episode 5 brought in a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.416 million viewers, making it the 64th rated cable show for the day. That's not bad. No. It's hanging in there. Yeah. I want more of this. Yes. Uh, we kind of skipped news because I have some bad news. I don't know if you guys have seen it because I don't know if we posted it. Oh, yeah. I, I just seen it late last night. So I know I didn't end up posting. I don't know if you posted, Steve. Apparently, Night Flyers is not getting renewed. Oh, no. I don't know if it was because it was so weird or so expensive. Right. I'm Probably thinking it was because it was pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, so you can just check out our review and then watch season one and tell us what you think, because season one was kind of crazy. But I want more of this. I think this honestly would be less expensive because it's more practical. It's like actual people and stunts as opposed to really out there stuff. Right. And a lot of VX. Yeah. I do want to say... Before we jump in, we did get an animated flashback, which I love. I yes. love that they do this because it feels like you're going into the comic book. Right. Okay, sorry. All right, let's talk about episode six. All right. Stigmata Martyr. Marcus and Maria, now dating in secret, have to deal with the ramifications of Chico's death. Oh, my gosh. Indeed. So with the opening, was this supposed to be immediately following or was this supposed to be like way later? I was a little confused at that. I was too. I really thought it was pretty much right afterwards, but I'm not sure because we see Gal questioning Maria about Chico. And of course, she denies it, saying that she loves him. And then Gal gives her the story of this lady who saw her father killed and as a child and grew up and got his revenge. And she was great, but Maria doesn't say anything. They take her out and we see Saya going in. We go, uh oh. Oh my gosh, when she was strapped to the chair with her palms up right, and getting like the switch in the hand, like I was like jerking because I'm like, oh God, that hurts. Yeah. And she, she's a great actress, especially when she says my love for him was the only thing that kept me going. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Maria, we know what he was like, but wow. Yep. So we get a Marcus voiceover, which informs us that we're now a month later and no one is found out and that he and 
Maria are dating in secret, and Maria is in fear Chico's dad will find out. Well, yeah, if Chico's dad finds out, they're all screwed. Oh, she's so screwed, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, I think it's worse because he put her in charge of trying to find out who, who killed them. Right. So, at this point, I mean, they have no body, they're just assuming he's dead. Right. Okay. So, I, I was like, what the heck is happening? But, okay. So, Maria uh, finds Marcus just after a shower. <laughs> this part was hilarious. Yeah. And gives him a one-month gift, which, of course, Marcus has never dated anybody, so he has no clue what this is about and if he should return the favor or what. And oh, my Billy God. catches them. Okay. I have to say, I did literally laugh out loud. Yes. With, with this moment, because Maria had snatched the towel away. Yep. And she's kind of hiding behind a wall when Billy comes in. And then she just walks out and, oh my gosh, this whole moment with Billy and Marcus and Marcus standing there with the gift hiding his junk. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? And the line that Billy says, which we'll go over later just because it was hilarious. Yes. I just barked with laughter and my husband happened to be in the other room. He was making dinner and he comes in. He's like, are you okay? Because I had to stop. (laughs) Right. Because I was laughing so hard. I'm like, why is this so funny? I Because I'm really 12, obviously. Right. Oh, my gosh. So we go to the courtyard where Billy and Marcus are having a little talk and sharing a joint. And, of course, <laughs> I'm not sure Billy is the one to give Marcus girl advice. That's for sure. <laughs> but he well, does. And Billy's so bad. Yeah. Now I see why your hymen's still intact. Yeah. Really, Billy? Come on. Yeah. So Marcus asks Billy about his dad and how he's feeling, and Billy seems to be at peace with it. I don't know. Yeah. it. I think that's going to come back. I think it is, too. So we go to the hand-to-hand combat class, and DeLuca wants a volunteer to get pummeled. And, of course, Victor pushes Shab out, and... Of course, Shab doesn't want to do it. DeLuca asks Marcus, and he declines. He knows better. And Oh, my gosh. And Billy, do it. I want to be punished. I'm like, Billy. Yes. What <laughs> are you doing? And Shab tells her he would like to see Victor fight her. Oh, yeah. Victor wasn't so tough all of a sudden, was he? No. And DeLuca basically kicks his butt and informs him it's better to decline. Class... Bell rings, everybody leaves, but Billy, and he hits on DeLuca. What was with that? Well, okay, it is explained. Let me rewind here. Because Billy's like, Petra, this isn't for you. Right. Like, showing like a love note or something. And when he leans over to Marcus, she, you know, she doesn't seem into me, so I'm just going to pretend I'm not into her, and then she'll be into me. Right. Really? <laughs> and so you're going to hit on the teacher who could pretty much just turn you into soup. Right. Nice. So, of course, he's wanting to be tied up by her. (laughs) He does not understand what's going to happen. No. So we go to the hallway, and Marcus bumps into Lynn, and Gal complains about how the kids act and look these days. There's no bowing, and they're all pierced and hair colors. and, And as they walk by the combat room, they see DeLuca... And Billy tied up. 
with Billy. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah, what do you just keep saying? Safe word, safe word, Miss Deluca. And I love it because Gal's like, we need more of this. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, no, you don't. That's not a good thing that's happening in there, but it was hilarious. Right. And then we see Melted Face as a pizza delivery guy tries to ring the bell, and a small dog comes up and starts bothering him. And the dog returns to its owner, Melted Face, who has a video recorder taping. He tells the guy he deserves to be on the big screen, then stabs him. I was like, what the hell is happening? Now, you knew he wasn't just doing a a movie, but he's like, oh, you've just been cast. You're great. And it's like, oh, crap. When he does that and turns around and sees a woman on a bike watching and when he's like, ah, yeah, okay. Hey, you want to be in a movie? And I'm like, girl, you need to start pedaling your ass down that street fast. Yeah, but nope. He grabs her as well. So he's got both of them. The pizza guy tries to crawl away. That isn't going to happen. And so he looks at his video recorder after he gives this little speech and thinking that this is gold for Donahue. But yeah, he looks Donahue, at the, you have an exclusive. But he looks at the camcorder and there's no tape. Okay, quick question. Like, I kind of remember Donahue, but I remember it being more like a morning talk show. Not like what we have now. It was a little more newsy, but still, I don't remember it being like hardcore news like it seems like our creepy guy thinks it is. Right. I just think he thinks that Donahue gets more viewers, so Ah, okay. this will make him more famous. Gotcha. So we go to the courtyard where Saya is practicing while Maria and Brandy watch in the courtyard. And Maria's in full makeup. Yes. That's got to be a class, right? Yeah, you would think. And of course, Brandy doesn't believe what they're saying about Maria and pretty much comes out and says she's sure that she killed him. Right, because she talks about the pop quiz. Right. And where how she delayed saved everyone. giving Chico his cure. Right. And I'm like, girl, she saved you. You need to shut up. Exactly. And then a group of ninjas show up and a fight is on. Except this is really the atypical combat skills class. Yeah, but Brandy, who's like tripping Saya and knocking Maria out of the way, it's like, really? This is not going to help you meet your goal. Wouldn't think so. Although I do like that her pom-poms were actually her weapon. Right. And we get a little backstory on her, which I was surprised. Yes. I wonder if we're going to see anything more in depth or we're just getting that her dad underestimated her until her brothers blew up. Right. And that makes me wonder, how did her brothers blow up? Yeah. So Zane comes out and gives Maria a C, say an A, and a Brandy an F. But Gal comes out and corrects him and tells him she was the victor after hurting her classmates. Right. But I mean, I understand Zane. Zane's like, The point of this was to defeat the enemy, not... See who won. Yeah. So Gal tells him to fail Saya as she should have seen the attack coming. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. What is this? Why is she, like, so anti-Saya? Right. And, of course, Zane refuses, and Saya objects, and Gal walks over to Saya and basically separates her shoulder. Again, cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. And Marcus runs over there and is able to reset her shoulder. 
And you like, called the even more cringeworthy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that just hurt. Like just watching it. Right. And I couldn't imagine that being like serious. Yeah. So we go to the girls' bathroom where Maria catches two girls talking smack about her and Saya tells her not to worry about what they think and, of course, asks Maria, did she say anything to Gao? Of course not. And Maria questions if she's taking her pills. And of course, Maria is not because she's in this perfect relationship. And Maria comes back and says, hmm, maybe you're just jealous. And then, you know, things are going to go downhill. Very quickly. So we go to the boys' bathroom where Victor and his boys are about to put a beat down on Shab. Why are they fighting him in towels? Everyone's <laughs> in towels. What What is going on here? Right. I think Victor said it's easier to implement. Um, I thought he was saying like cleaner. Right. Could be. For cleanup or whatever. Yeah. But still, come on. Yeah. Marcus interrupts and infers that Victor has a thing for Shab. Ah, uh, come on, Steve. It was a little more than that. He's like, dude, you're like half-masked. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it because Victor's guys are like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> right. And, yeah, we do do this a lot in the bathroom. Hmm. He got them thinking about it. And, of course, they leave, and Shab is mad at Marcus, thinking that he was going to talk his way out of it, and now Victor's not going to leave him alone for the rest of the year. You weren't talking your way out, dude. No, you really weren't. And then we find out Marcus has got a job at the comic book store. And Willie got him the job. Yeah. What? So I guess Willie works there too. Maybe. Not really sure. Couldn't tell. But of course, Willie is not dealing with Chico's death very well at all. And of course, he's afraid his crew will find out and then he's in deep trouble. Now, when he says, you know, he's not sleeping well, he's having issues with it, do you think it's because Chico called him out and everybody knows that Willie can't shoot, basically? I think because so. Because he, he's not, like, that guy. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think he was fine with Marcus knowing, but having the other group know it's bothering him because I think he knows how flighty Maria can be as well. So. Yeah, he thinks his secret's about to get exposed. Now, a girl comes up and asks Willie about where to start her journey into comic books and mentions Superman. Willie disses Superman as a punk, and she walks off. Oh, my gosh. You are so blind, Willie. Yeah. Marcus comes up and basically slaps him in the face. She was hitting on you, dude. And then he goes back and apologizes to her. And they hit it off and go look at some comic books. Oh, my gosh. But it was really funny when she asked for a certain author, which I'm blanking in this moment. But he's like, dude, you're my witness. I'm going to marry this woman. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, they have same taste in comics. Right. So we go to Marcus's and Shab's room. Shab's still mad at Marcus, but wants to know who the cassette he created is for. But Marcus isn't going to tell him. Oh, my gosh. And did you notice that Dune was laying there, too? Yeah. I was like, yes, let's hit all of the 80s references right now. Yes. <laughs> so Marcus goes out into the hallway, finds Maria, and gives the tape to her, saying he doesn't have any money, but he picked all the songs for the tape. So we end up going to the graveyard where Saya and Petra are discussing 
Voltron. Voltron. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just throw in Speed Racer now. And yeah. that's totally like my childhood, right? Yeah. Maria shows up and wants to dance with Marcus as she seems to be fairly buzzed. Oh my gosh. That was, I'm like, <laughs> is she high? Is she drunk? What is happening? Right. Saya drags Maria off after she was basically dragging Marcus all over. It's like, I thought we were supposed to be quiet. What is happening here? Right. And I love it because they go back and Petra's like, I'm not going to tell. Right. I promise. Because like, okay, the only people who should know were the people that were in that car. Right. And I'm grateful that Petra is like one of our people. But what if she uses that against him at some point? Right. It very it's well scary. could be. Yes. And of course, she gets her inside and they have a discussion. Saya telling her she's not acting like herself. And once again, Maria tells her that she's just jealous. Well, Saya didn't deny that, though. No, she didn't. And we see Maria going through pictures of her family, and we see her flashback. Yay, animated flashback. Yes. Maria's father answers a knock on the door, and it's a kid selling tortillas. He tells the kid they have enough, but before he can close the door, the kid pulls the gun and shoots him. Another guy comes through the window and sets her mom on fire. And the town thug... I was like, what the hell just happened? Because her mom was pregnant, too. Yeah. The town thug has her father dragged out and nails him to a cross, accusing him of stealing from him. A young Maria runs out to her father, and the kid tells his dad that she is smart and can be useful. And as they discuss it, we find out that the... Man was Chico's dad, and that kid was Chico. So basically, Chico's family killed her family, and instead of killing her... Chico saved her. Right, sort of. Which, yeah, <laughs> but then it, it got creepy, because he's like, yeah, look at that innocent face. I'm like, eh! Yeah. Stop! So yeah, that was pretty rough to see, have Maria wake up and have, see her parents get killed like that. So later on, one of... Chico's boys knocks on Maria's door and tells her he thinks the karaoke syndicate had something to do with Chico's death and they should go after them. Maria tells him that if he wants to deal with Chico's dad, she'll be happy to call him. Oh my gosh. But he knew exactly that it was Yukio that opened the door. Right. And I'm like, oh, that kid's so dead. Yes. And Maria sees a pencil drop on the floor. And picks it up and stabs her hand with it. So she is definitely off her meds and losing it totally. Oh, yes. And earlier, Marcus had said something about depression and how it robs you of your compassion. And then when we know Maria's bipolar, I'm like, all right, what's going to happen here? Right. So we go back up to the graveyard and Saya returns and tells Marcus he's got to get Maria under control. She tells him that he's She's bipolar and not taking her meds, so he needs to do something about it. Marcus figures out why Say is really mad at him, as she is jealous, and just as they're about to kiss, an arrow is shot, which Say is able to catch, but it still nicks Marcus. Oh my gosh, and he goes after. He's like, oh, he's right there. Let's get him. Right. And, like, Saya didn't move, so apparently Saya knows. Right. And, of course, he catches the guy, and it's Maria. Yeah, what the hell, Maria? Yeah, she tells him that she knew Saya wouldn't let Marcus get hit and that she is always scared but can fix it. Right, like she has this meltdown. Right. And as she's begging for forgiveness, I mean, next thing we know, they're making out and then they're having sex. 
which I'm sorry, you're in the open, like courtyard, graveyard. Maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah. Anybody so much can catch for, <laughs> yeah, so much for keeping it quiet. Right. And they were going to wait. Well, I'm just going to throw this out. It all happened pretty fast. Somehow I don't think they were uh, safe. No, not at all. So the next day we're in a class that DeLuca and Zane are holding together and is informed that this will be an all is fair fight. But Gal comes in questioning Zane about not changing Brandy's grade. They fight and Gal gets him on the ground and then allows Brandy to carve an A in his forehead. Okay, I like the fact that Zane was standing up to her. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to just cave and give you what you want. But the fact that she wants Brandy to have an A so badly, it irritates me. Oh, yeah. So, of course, Lynn and Gal have a discussion. Gal tells him about Genghis Khan and then tells him if, if he weren't her brother, he wouldn't have the school. Mouth Jaw drop. drop. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? They're siblings? Yeah. He tells her he wasn't the one who sent her to China at age of eight. Okay, why would his dad do that to her? I don't know. But Lin tells her that they are more powerful together and that Zane was wrong in not changing the grade. So she apparently has her favorite and it seems to be Brandy and Lin does as well. I think she has Brandy as a favorite more because nobody else has Brandy as a favorite. Right. So Willie comes in and tells Marcus he has a phone call and make it quick because he's waiting on a call from his girl, Gabrielle. Marcus answers the phone and it's Chester. We finally That's get the, the creepy guy's guy. name. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, who the hell was in? The, I figured out one, but who el- the hell else was in the cages? Shab's parents. Those were his parents. Well, and the one's the librarian. Yeah. I had to watch that again. And seriously, I'm like, I don't know who that is. And I'm sitting there eating dinner and I'm like, oh my God, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> so when he says that he had somebody on the inside who's Gabby, now yeah. we know. Yeah. And he basically lets Marcus know he knows everything that's going on. Dating Maria, drug parties, and the guy he found in Vegas must be Chico. Wait a minute. How does he know everything? Because he even knew about them having sex. So he's got to be close enough to see this well or he had the librarian plant something maybe a like a camera no i don't know the cameras back then were way too big yeah i was thinking that after i said it yeah a microphone of some sort Hmm. maybe but he informs marcus he has three days to find chico's body or he will send it to the cartel and tell them who did it because he's pissed that everyone thinks marcus did what in fact, Chester did. I believe so. so. Or at least the, he's getting more love from the cops than Chester right, is impressed. for his duties. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so Chester's the one who burned down the school then? No, because Marcus said he did burn the school, yeah, but he, he didn't. Kill the kids. Uh, yeah. So I think Chester. That was Chester. Right. Chester's creepy. Oh, you better believe it. So we see Master Lynn dialing a few numbers on the old rotary phone, and a secret door opens and he climbs the ladder. Okay, Batcave much? Right. And then he shows up at a house, and a child comes out calling him daddy, and a woman asks how was work, and he replies it was murder. And so- then we see it was that woman 
that we've seen previously with the tattoo. Right. So wait a second, who are these people? That's I mean, obviously. Yeah, wife and daughter. But so he's been lying about this story from the beginning. Holy oh crap! I oh guess that's his way of protecting them is oh. by telling them they're dead. When she got out, but all right, why are you hiding them close enough where you can get to them? Exactly. <laughs> because when he tells his sister earlier, you know, even though we weren't talking, I kept an eye on you. Right. What makes you think somebody isn't following you? Yeah. I don't know. This is just a bad idea. <laughs> Very. Okay, so we found out creepy guy. Yep. We have a name for Chester. We now... Chester the molester. Exactly. We, <laughs> we now know who the woman is. With His wife is his wife. Yep. And Gao is his sister. So things are weird and exactly. not going the way I thought. And I feel like Brandy who is already stuck up because she's a legacy is going to get even worse. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can see Brandy and Victor teaming up here and causing problems in the school. We thought uh, Chico was bad. This could be worse. Because apparently there's an Victor's, uh, was it an asshole Victor size space to fill? (laughs) Yeah. What? All right. Well, what do you guys think about this episode? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y talk. You can check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com. It has our contact page and other random bits of information. You know, tweet along with us. We love tweeting with you guys because some of the stuff you guys come up with is hilarious, too. Exactly. Uh, We want to thank all our new listeners. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out. And if you guys would be so kind as to rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show. My gosh, we need everybody to watch this because it's awesome and I want more. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. All our asses are riding on his boner. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>